This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome, this is Mayor Sharon Westenbroom, and you are listening to the We Be Our Podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Summer Stibe, a Women's Advancement Commission member and the director of the Women's Center at LSU. Thank you, Mayor Broom. It's my pleasure to be here today uh, serving as a member of the Women's Advancement Commission. I'm excited that we've got a fabulous guest joining us for this episode. Uh, Today we'll be joined by the Reverend Dr. Mary Moss of St. Alma Baptist Church. She is the founder and executive director of the Louisiana Area Women in Ministry and the director of the Southeast Regional Biblical Institute. Her commitment to responsible leadership, transformative teaching, and responsible handling of God's word is evidenced in her role as a pastor teacher, and administrator, and community leader. Her community focus is impacting lives through intergenerational leadership, outreach projects, and training of ministry and leaders. Dr. Moss is the impetus behind the Village Project, a community-wide effort that will mobilize and empower lives within the Eden Park community. Dr. Moss's core belief is that it takes the power of God and the whole village to move from a place of brokenness to a place of empowerment. Her current work through the Louisiana area Louisiana Area Women in Ministry is focusing on helping families by creating a network between home, school, and community by drawing from the African-American tradition. Today, we're thrilled to welcome Dr. uh, Pastor Moss to our show. So welcome. Thank you. Well, I am so delighted to have Pastor Moss here. I've been knowing her for quite some time and uh, consider her uh, one of the faith leaders in our community, but also um, she has um, broken the glass ceiling as a woman in ministry as well. And so tell us a little bit, Pastor Moss, about your journey and how you came to do the work in Baton Rouge. Thank you, Mayor. First of all, uh, what a wonderful privilege to to be here among uh, such great leaders uh, in this in this room this morning. Um, I guess my work started years ago in a little place called Watson, Louisiana, and I did not know that the work was beginning as I um, gave leadership to little children projects, and I was always the leader. But uh, the present work that I'm involved in started uh, maybe at Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church where I received my call to ministry. And... uh, Upon receiving the call to ministry, you I thought I was just being called to preach the word of God. Uh, but yet, there was still a rumbling in my belly, if you will, because it was something more that, that I was uh, uh, sensing needed to be done because far too many women were then uh, becoming involved in ministry and yet finding themselves with nothing to do. So basically, uh, my work began 
in the library of Shiloh Baptist Church, where I called together uh, approximately seven women, and uh, we wanted to uh, introduce them to an, a, a concept of ministry beyond the four walls of the church, uh, realizing that they were all very gifted. So my, my work began there, and it were women of all faith and from different congregations. And so our intent was to educate and train women to develop a sense of sisterly support as well as service for the community. So it started at that point, and it led to the Village Project, which is a part of Louisiana Area Women in Ministry. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Village Project. I've had an opportunity to to visit the the house that you all have, uh, but tell us about the project, about the building. I think there's a story there. It is. It is. I believe, first of all, that uh, it does indeed take the whole community with everyone being of value. So we we realized that we were women with a purpose, but we hadn't um, gotten our hands busy. So we, we decided that okay, we need to get into the community. And we went to Eden Park area because several of the members were uh, uh, past residents of that area. And so as a result, we had a meeting. Uh, one of my board members owned an old house that was their par- her parents' home, and she gave us that house. Uh, it was dilapidated. Uh, all of the above, the, the, the blighted condition, the trees, and anyone with good sense would have would have <laughs> would have taken off running. But we saw it as an opportunity for twelve women to make a difference in their lives, and we began to talk with the neighbors. And one thing that was just so catching for me was a question from one of the neighbors who saw us out beginning to work: uh, How long will you be here? And that mm. touched my heart. And so I, I said then that we were going to do this building because the house would not move, neither would we move. So that began the work of calling together community. We had we we also had incorporated in this work effort, effort everybody. Southern University, the little guy with a lawnmower who were coming by saying, can I get some work? And we gave him a little money. So we became uh, employees uh, in the community real quick Uh, but companies wanted to give and I guess the fascinating thing for me we stripped that house we did not have I think our budget was maybe about $1,200 and it went down to zero at one point but we we traveled by faith we totally re renovated that home and now it is a resource center where we have our meetings this is where folk can come in people come by chat with us sit on the porch one of the beautiful parts is that we we even uh, planted outside the rose bushes and we did have a lemon tree until we had to put a ramp up uh, for the <laughs> handicap but if we wanted to recreate yeah. community and so that's what we did but it took community to build that house because we didn't have grant money we didn't have a lot of resources right. and together so that, that house belonged to the community. Yeah. And I will tell you, uh, when I see it and whenever I pass by, I see it as a beacon of light uh, for that community, certainly um, making a difference in terms of being a resource center, a place to meet. But it just reminds me of a, a beacon of light. Um, uh, Dr. Moss, 
you mentioned when you first started talking about your call to ministry, and I'm of the belief we have a lot of women who are listening to us today that many women have a calling, uh, you know, and and I will say men and women have a calling. Um, And that calling uh, is not necessarily just for people in ministry. I think sometimes people think when you talk about a call, it's just connected to someone in ministry. But I believe that all of us have a calling, this purpose that we're supposed to connect to in in life. And, and what would be your encouragement towards individuals uh, about the call? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm getting a little bit older now. And back when... I accepted the call. It was one place for you, the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And so that knocked a lot of women out because women weren't accepted in the pulpit. I was just blessed. Mm -hmm. But with with that call to preach, it it sort of limited persons. And you're absolutely correct. The sense of call is an urgency that comes from God to fulfill a purpose that he has given to you. That purpose is not centered in the four walls of a church. And so in in saying that, I can can, uh, attest to the fact that each person, whether male or female, is called with and for purpose. And so that purpose, and then the beautiful part of it is that God has uniquely knitted you together, but he has knitted all of us together. It was the quilt that built the resource center. So it was the giftedness that came together at the resource center. So for women who are uh, sensing and a sense of unfulfillment, a sense that they are not doing something, perhaps what they are trying to do is a is is being driven by a pre preconceived notion. God has gifted you, and then God promised that your gift will make room for you. The area, everything in life need what God has for it. And so God needs hand, feet, eyes, head, and your hands are need. We needed a, a set of hands over at the house. I didn't know how to nail. So that gift had to come forth so that the purpose of the resource center would manifest itself. So every person, every person, once God has created them, they have been given purpose as well as meaning, and you are unique in what God has called you to do. I am teaching now on spiritual gifts at my church, and I have challenged them with the fact that St. Alma has all she needs if everybody will report in to duty. Mm-hmm. Because God promised he would give that church mm-hmm. what she needs. And so it broadens. Mm-hmm. The community has what the community needs because God sought to it. That's great. So in closing, um, what advice do you have for other women? You've served on the Women's Advancement Commission. You've, um, you know, you've made some history in terms of being a woman in ministry. What advice do you have for other women in general? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> um, here's my advice. There is a place and a space for every woman. You're di- distinctly handcrafted, divinely designed by God. You are gifted. And that your gift will make room for you. 
And you need, my advice is to always make yourself ready when the opportunity presents itself that you may be able to take your place and play a role for change in this world. That's wonderful. Well, uh, Summer is going to ask you a question. I love hearing the responses uh, to this question. All right. Are you ready for the question of the of the hour, it seems? I am. So if you had guests visiting Baton Rouge for only 24 hours, where would you take them? And we're not going to go to sleep. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like you are going to sleep with your guests. It sounds like you've got a full 24 hours planned, so let's go. Well, I, and, and I do this all the time because I have a lot of guests coming in to uh, my conferences and, 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 and to visit the work I do from across the country. And so always included in those visits are um, the two univers- the universities. Mm-hmm. We must visit universities. We got to go downtown. Uh, something about that Mississippi River. And um, I always take them to the Shaw Building to uh, sushi. And, and we chill out. But I always find me a soul food place because we have to do some oxtails. Uh, you know, it's not healthy for me to do chitlins with them anymore. So, um, But we must do those places. I usually try to bring them and show them my church of origin here in Baton Rouge which is Shiloh Baptist Church, I must say that, and uh, other locations and ministries. I love to show, usually people who come in here want to see what we are doing uh, in terms of changing the lives of people. So in that I'm in the uh, faith community, I usually visit uh, congregations that are touching the community, who are making a difference. And uh, even though if they are closed, uh, I point out the work that they are doing. So that's what I would do all day long. Well, that sounds like great. a busy, busy time. It, it certainly does. And I think whenever we get these responses, we're going to have to start compiling them in a book so people can know some of the best things to do when visiting Baton Rouge for 24 hours. You heard it first right here on our podcast. Just want to let everybody know. So don't try to write it before we do. I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Pastor Moss. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the We BR podcast an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Now, our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month. We invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.